My name is Charlie and I live in Southampton. When the pandemic was declared in March 2020, I was 14. Our personal freedoms were suddenly restricted like never before, by public orders, because of a threat of a newly emerged coronavirus. Communities were weakened by the deaths of loved ones and strengthened by the common purpose to survive and look after each other. My friend Basti, who has extended family in America and Germany, shared with me his reflections from that time. Basti, thank you for agreeing to talk to me. I, I can think, like, late 2019, maybe, after Christmas, like, on a... Not when it was like term time, just going down pretty early in the morning, hearing on the radio, they're saying someone's eaten a bat and it's, it's caused, yeah. caused the pandemic. And uh, talking to my mum about it, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if this created a whole thing? Let's talk about the time between the 11th of March 2020 when the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a global pandemic and the 23rd of March 2020 when Boris Johnson, Prime Minister at the time, announced the first national lockdown during the address to the nation. Tell me, what do you remember from this time? It was that period where we kind of saw what was going to happen to us happening in other countries. So, you know, at first, it, I mean, obviously happened in, in China. You saw them being locked down. Of course, the Chinese were very strict with it. The whole city was locked down. And then it went and spread to Europe, and Italy, quite clearly. And, you know, it was fully locked down. No more tourists in any of their special places. Like a picture of, of Venice being completely empty. And, you know, the, the rivers, they were clearing up even because of the lack of tourists, the lack of pollution. And then, you know, I have family in Germany, so I got some information from them. And then we knew it was bound to happen, really. And then Bojo, two prime ministers ago now, called that lockdown. We knew it was coming. So you mentioned you had family abroad. Did you communicate with them much? Yes, I think, because I was curious about what was going to happen to us, because, again, I knew that it was going to come to us eventually. So probably my granddad and my grandma... Other than that, it's probably who, who I speak to in Germany. So, yeah, I, I knew it was coming. We spoke a little bit about it. And obviously, my dad's family, um, he has a lot of family in America. And actually, I mean, it might be later on in the pandemic, but, you know, we, we heard about it and with the Trump administration and how they were dealing with it. It was much more like herd immunity. We'll let everyone get it. And then I remember following some news pages on TikTok and just watching that number tick up when it hit. 100,000, 150,000, and just seeing the government not care about it at all. And us in the UK, we were much more like locked down and isolated. We couldn't go to the shops without queuing, queuing for like 30 minutes beforehand to seeing in America with people no masks on, just walking into Walmart, you know, getting their toilet paper. So, lockdown hits. It's the 23rd of March 2020. What changes did your family have to make to adapt to this new situation? Well, first of all, I remember watching that, the, the Boris Johnson, you know, you must stay at home, uh, protect the NHS, save lives. Watching that speech and we were like, oh my God, it's happening. Getting on, messaging everybody we knew was like, ha ha ha, we knew this was coming. Do you have any memories of teachers speaking to the class about COVID? Miss West in history, she... She told us about how to wash our hands, sing happy birthday twice, do it for that long. I actually think I've carried those habits habits forward. Who did you share your home with? Um, well, my whole immediate family. Mother, father, two sisters. What was her life like just before lockdown? Well, she was year eight, about 12 years old. Just getting on with school, really not that much, keeping in touch with the news, playing video games, bit of football. That was really how my life revolved around then. We got into that lockdown, maybe check the news, see what was happening, really. 
and pretend to do school for six hours. Gotta <laughs> hold my hands out for that one. Rest of the day, get on my Xbox, play video games with my friends because that's really all I had to socialise. I mean, it was hard for lots of people, but I have the the good end of the stick, I think you call it. I, I, I mean, I never really had it. I could just do what a 12-year-old would like to do, <laughs> stay alone in his room, play Xbox. We, it's not like we were in a, in a time where being in lockdown meant we couldn't speak to anybody, right? We have phones, we have Instagram, we have the Xbox. So it was actually fine for us because our parents couldn't make us get up and go out. Being the 12-year-olds you were, did any wild conspiracy theories passed around? Definitely, actually. Oh. Right. You hear about them. That's the beauty of social media. And it's like, oh, is, is this actually just a weapon made by China? You can say it all, all as a joke, really. I'm sure there's many more. How did the school handle lockdown at the start? School, at that time, we didn't do Teams or Zoom. It was very much your teacher would email you the work every hour or every slot you were meant to have in a normal school day and you were just expected to do it. Maybe at the start I did some, definitely not all, because it was really, really hard to stay motivated at that point when, when it was so easy to just drift off, do whatever I wanted, like play video games or go outside, jump on the trampoline. Right, I mean, as a joke, me and my mum would also always go like in the middle of a school day when, you know, I was meant to be working and have a PE lesson where I'd just jump on the trampoline and she'd throw a ball to me. And so that was actually quite fun. I look back at that nicely. But other than that, it it wasn't, the school didn't have a way to enforce you doing that work. And at the end of it, when we came back in year nine, I guess, um, I was I was relieved to hear that they weren't going to put it against us, that we didn't do any of the work. So apart from the previous advantages of being in lockdown, what were the disadvantages? I think I lost my fitness very quickly. And for lack of a better word, I got fat. Um, I knew it. My dad certainly knew it. He wasn't afraid to hide that, was he? Yeah. I hope you hear this, Tom. Um, <laughs> but not as active was definitely a problem. And coming back right afterwards, playing my first game of football, I didn't start. I played about five minutes until I just could not run anymore. So when you played your first game of football, what restrictions did you follow? Well, in the first game, that was later, but I'll take you to my first training session back. So there was rules and regulations set by the government that our coaches had to follow. So we all had our own um, poles, and still to this day, they're labelled with our names on it. And we had to stay in that line. And I remember our first session back was fitness-based, and it was just running through, through poles, through cones, because I guess our, our coaches knew that lockdown hadn't done us any good either. What did you think of these measures? Well, you know, I was, we were lucky that it wasn't any worse, right? And at least we were back out there being more active. So the measures, it's really the least you can do, I think. Did anyone in your immediate family fall ill with COVID? No, actually. Later on in the pandemic, yes, in, but not properly ill. They all recovered quite quickly. How was your mood during the first lockdown? Good, because I remember that, that summer, or after March, it got sunny really quickly, and it wasn't like you were stuck inside having to do what you needed. I, I could go outside, you know, take my dad's laptop, you know, do some work in the sun, um, and enjoy, because from the little time you could actually go out, I could go in the in the garden, jump on the trampoline. You know, I had a, 
I had, a, I had a neighbor who recently moved in at that time, a little toddler. I always pulled faces at her, and I think she loved me, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think it was generally good. And then towards the end that summer, I did think we managed to get away to Germany. I can't remember, because I think the, the restrictions were relaxed, so I could go Germany, have a holiday, get away from, get away from it all here. So how did that holiday change the way you viewed lockdown when you got back into the thick of it? First of all, I think the Germans they took it a bit more seriously in terms of mask wearing, testing. I don't think they had a vaccine yet by then, but when it did come to that, they were very serious with the vaccines. Like to get into places, you either needed a test on the day or a vaccine and a pass for that. But when I did get my vaccine, I got it in Germany and not here. So when you did get back to school, what were the impacts that COVID had? I think COVID, that time without school, I think it was probably a good thing for me as well because I could grow grow in confidence and although you know no one was there, I, I figured it out, you know, how to do it because those first two years in school probably weren't the best times for me, friends-wise. Didn't have too many, but then I came back and I built some solid relationships that I still have now and, you know, I, I, I hold very closely to me. But, yeah, it was a good thing coming back into it you know, we, it was different. It was like not the same as like full on five periods, all the same length. It was staggered. We had different times. So one less would have been 70 minutes and one would have been 45. So to, to stop the year groups from mingling because bubbles and all that. At the time, were you aware of the term public health? Probably not that specific term. I mean, I knew of it. Obviously, the public needs to to stay healthy, but no. So did you know that every local authority has a public health team and director whose responsibility is to see the health improvements of the local population? No, I have no idea about that. So we got out of the first lockdown. Do you remember regularly checking your phone for COVID cases, seeing if we might go into another lockdown? Yeah, I, I, I do, because one way or another... With today's world and access to technology, you're going to see it. And I, I'd also wanted to be someone who wasn't sheltered. I could I could see what there was, when it was, you know, why it was. Because I, I wanted to know the facts and everything that was happening. Because it's happening to you. You'd want to know why. And never really worried. And at that point, another lockdown wasn't really the worst thing. But eventually, you do want to you do want to get back into to normal life in the tail end of that. It, and when we did get back to normal... I mean, not even that long ago now. It was a good thing. So, so the normalness came back. Do you think vaccines help with that? Oh, definitely, because it, it's it's a tool to stop it from spreading and giving it to other people and hurting you as much. So you need it. You needed to to do that. You needed the vaccines, and it's really one of the main things that's pulled us out of this horror show. Were you skeptical when you first heard about the vaccines? No, not at all. Not at all, because. You know, there's full-on government bodies, dedicated scientists, experts, to making sure that this vaccine is safe and does its purpose. And once once that times that times come where it's readily available to everyone you want, it's it should be your um, purpose, job, responsibility to do that because you're not protecting yourself, you're protecting other people. Because even if you're healthy, maybe someone's grandma or granddad, right, they can't deal with it as, as much. So it's it's everyone's responsibility. It's collective to get that because it will it will help. Do you know anyone who was sceptical about the vaccines? 
Yeah, I mean, everywhere around you, there's going to be some form of anti-vaxxers. Of course, they're entitled to that opinion. Um, then you see on the media these whole anti-vax rallies, you know, my body, my choice, taking that completely out of context. But, you know, it's it's not right. It's your, your being selfish at that point, I think, because it's... It's your responsibility to stop other people and they they and that argument that i don't know what's in it so why should i put it in my body is just totally flawed because as i said before there's the whole expert scientists dedicated to make sure it's safe for you so how did your family react about the news to the anti-vaxxers i can definitely hear my dad saying some strong words about it because i think he'd ha- had enough of lockdown at that point as well everyone had you know maybe some strong words said at the television because a lot of this was actually coming from his home country, so maybe he was embarrassed. When did you get the vaccine? For my age group in this country, in my friend group first. You know, I, I didn't have anything chalked down that I was going to get an appointment. I just went to Germany, my mum said, because we have some doctor friends there. They said, we can get you the vaccine. And that was something I was totally up for straight away. So you just turn up. Not really too many questions. You just tell them date of birth, where you're from, who you are. They give it to you because them as a people, as a culture, felt the same really, that it was going to be the way to get them out of it and they all wanted to get out of it too. So after that first vaccine in Germany, how many more did you get afterwards? So, and then at the tail end of that Germany trip, I got the second one just as I was about to leave. So I was double dosed up at that point, which was probably... The amount of most people had, there wasn't really updated doses of uh, third doses at that point. And now you see people getting like four and fives. But from then, I haven't actually got a, another dose, I don't think. Did you or your family have any bad reactions to this vaccine? No, not at all. It was, I mean, maybe a couple side effects for the first two days. Arm was sore, a bit of a headache maybe. But other than that, it only did good. Did your friends also get the vaccine? When the vaccines... Came to school, it did, right? A lot of them did get their vaccines. I mean, some some of my friends were were sceptical about it. And of course, they can do that. They're still fine people. Did you talk about COVID in school at all? Probably talked about it slowly. And then, obviously, there was that hype around as it got further in. Oh, we need to shut schools. Mm-hmm. And, of Very course, exciting. we all wanted that. And we were year eight, so nothing really mattered at that point, you know, some would say. But maybe it did actually affect it, us much more than we thought. Basti, thank you for sharing your insights. This is funded by Southampton City Council's Stronger Communities team and produced by We Make Southampton Community Media CIC.